five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Android Podcast, we are back. Barry, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well today, Ross. How are you? I'm doing really well. You know what? Even though we delayed the podcast by a day, it feels like it's been a lot longer. It does. Than a week it for, does, the, yeah. for the podcast. But as always, if you're new to the Energize podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize podcast listener, welcome back. So Barry, give us the rundown. What's going down on today's show? Okay, so on today's show, we're going to be discussing the Katie Taylor film that we went to today. We're also going to be discussing the situation regarding Joe Broly and his comments about mixed martial arts on and how it should be banned and we're also going to be discussing all the latest MMA news because this weekend it's UC Moncton and Anthony Smith is going to be taking on Volcan lights out no time Ozdemir here we go here we go so a couple of weeks ago it came out that Katie Taylor was having a film made about her and uh, I wasn't really aware of it were you? no I didn't know about it until next thing you know you were you like rang me was like get the day off we have tickets yeah so the funny thing was right it said it was the Katie Taylor film and after it, there was going to be a Q&A with the director and also I thought it said Katie Taylor as well so it was like oh great we get to meet Katie Taylor as well and do a Q&A but uh, the funny thing was she wasn't actually there <laughs> yeah, yeah she wasn't she wasn't she no showed her own movie preview yeah but uh, it, was, it was it was quite funny because some of her friends were there yeah. So I was I already thought she was going there, but then when it got close to it, I was I already thought when we were there waiting for the film, I was like, she's not going to be here. This is too small. Yeah, and also like she was fighting in Boston there over the weekend, but um, I thought it must have been way the the the, the stuff, wording. It was the wording that put like caught me off guard, but uh, like I wanted to go anyway, and I'm sure like well the people that were there wanted to see it as well, but uh. We went before we started talking about the film, right? Ross goes, "You don't give away the ending or something." What did you say exactly? <laughs> I, I was saying, um, "Oh, we can't tell. We don't want to spo- uh, put out any spoilers for the film." Yeah, but then I realized it's a documentary, and realistically, everyone knows what happens in their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was only because I was telling Barry that before I saw the NWA film, someone told me what happened. Even though, like, I could Google what happened. You know what I mean? I was, I was like, "Oh, I can't believe you said that and ruined on me." But obviously. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Although, speaking about documentaries, have you ever seen the Steve Jobs film? Yeah. What do you think of it? The one with Ashton Kutcher? Yes. Uh, I didn't think it was amazing. It didn't get, like, unbelievable, like, uh, reviews. reviews, you know? I couldn't believe that Steve Jobs died and then they brought out a film and the film didn't end with him dying. Yeah. If it ended with, like, the iPod or something. Yeah. I, I was just like, what? They might be making a sequel, though. Uh, well, they'd want to, because uh, how much better like can you get a film where the person ends up actually dying in, in the end? And it's like, there you go, there's your ending. Yeah, they're not alive anymore. Yeah, well, fortunately, Katie's still alive anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, if you if you're not aware of Katie Taylor, is like she's like probably Ireland's most light athlete. She's uh, an Irish boxer, uh, and like she's won the Olympics in boxing. Obviously, representing Ireland and. Um, I don't think one person around has a bad thing to say about Katie Taylor. No, she's an absolute boxing phenom. She's the greatest boxer Ireland's ever seen. Yeah. She's the best boxer, male or female, to ever represent the country. Yeah. At one stage, she was pound for pound, number one boxer in the world for 10 years. For 10 years. 10 years. 
I know, like, see the things myself and Ross just watched that, watched the movie there a couple of hours ago, and it's still fresh in the memory. But like, have like obviously we followed her career for a long, long time. Like, f- like I'm not gonna lie, like I only really got into her when she was in the Olympics, and then obviously as she she went into her professional career, we started following her more and more and more. And she's still undefeated, and she's two weight champion. Uh, two, she's a she has two belts. Yeah, I don't know what way it works in boxing, but I think she has the WBO and the IBA. Boxing World Championships I think there's five boxing organisations It's very hard to explain How it actually works But she holds two of the five Belts at lightweight In boxing for women Yeah And um, It was great to watch the movie as well Because it goes through How she got into boxing What what she went through And everything But like uh, She originally started off With it Like training with her dad And then like She was just wanted to become A professional well, she wanted to represent Ireland in the Olympics as a female boxer. And the thing is, she wanted it. That was one of her dreams before women's boxing was even allowed in the Olympics. So, uh, yeah, it was like that, the mindset she had was unbelievable, man. I don't think I've ever seen anyone, male or female, as driven as her. It, it was crazy to see. But also, normally when you think of someone who's like quite driven and, you know, successful, is you think of someone like slightly more brash, slightly more, you know... More of like an almost outgoing personality and confidence out there. Like you look at the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo or even like LeBron James, Conor McGregor. Like all these people. I don't want to say Conor McGregor first because it's always an yeah. easy comparison to make. But you look at all these people and they have a bit of like a bravado about them. Yeah. But she almost like shies away from all the media attention. Shies away from doing interviews. And she was so determined to be the best at her sport that age 11 she dressed up as a boy to box against a lad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was crazy to see, and it was also quite interesting to see, because she had a bit of a, like, almost a demise in her career at one stage, that she went from being an Olympic gold medalist, you know, I think it was four or five time world champion boxer, uh, and then when it was led up to the 2015 world championships, and then uh, the Olympics in 2016, uh, she lost a few fights early on in the early stages, and she didn't get the medals she'd normally get. And you found out that she stopped boxing with her dad. Now, like, everyone knew why, but you find out in the film the reason why her dad wasn't in her corner yeah. anymore. Yeah. And a lot of people at the time thought it was a boxing dispute, and then she sort of dropped off. But then to see her come back after dropping off and then win world title and another world title, it just really shows that she, was, she wasn't done. She was just lost the focus and lost the love. Yeah. And again, 10 years at the very top of the game, it is hard to maintain that hunger and that love and That's that it. drive. It can become monotonous as well. Like, like say if you got your dream job and then after five years you're like, you're still doing that thing and you wouldn't be, you're probably get too comfortable. That's maybe a problem, mm. you know. But like her passion was just unbelievable. The way like she resurrected her career, going professional, joining up with uh, matchroom boxing with Eddie Hearn. And now she like goes over to Connecticut and trains with Ross yeah. is his name. And uh, seeing her passion and the dedication she puts in, and how she only like her only goal is to actually become world class and like the best. And after winning two belts, they're asking her what she want to do now, and she wants she's like, I want to win all the belts. And it was nothing got to do with, like I want to drive a Ferrari or I want to have a huge mansion. Or it's so strange because most people you see that like they want to become famous or something, or uh, like once they reach a certain goal, they're like right. Now I want all the rewards I want all the cars And the the best clothes And the houses And it seems like None of that actually drives her Which no. I, which is just 
I'd never seen it before. Especially someone being that she's she's that great. Especially when someone gets a feel of the the good life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was watching her and she sits in like a coach class, plane seat. She looks just as much as home and like her brother's sort of council house when she's sitting down and chatting away with him. There's like she's in her house over in Connecticut and it's like such a regular house. Yeah. She's there with notes on the walls from her mom saying yeah. saying, Don't forget to lock the door and she has like this cooking book that her mom like hand wrote in I'm gonna say a twelve year old school journal. It's like something you used to your maths homework in. Yeah. Being like put the oil on the pan, heat it up, put the chicken in, let it sit for six minutes, add the salt. You know what I mean? It's such like basic cooking one oh one. She, she's a world-class boxer, but she's definitely not a world-class chef. Yeah, it's just like so many people in her position who will be world champion like her would have loads of people doing those things for her. She's so no-frills whatsoever. And she brings it back to like the shed she used to do all her boxing training in. And she is just such a normal girl, but like such a talented individual. It's actually frightening. And it, yeah. it, it made me so like proud to be Irish and like say she's like one of our fellow country people. And the thing is, she would have been as successful at whatever she did, but she decided to do it in boxing because they showed her at the start of the film, they showed her scoring this amazing goal from Ar- Ireland. Yeah. I mean, Ross uh, broke out laughing. It was yeah. unreal. It was, it, was, it was one of the best goals I've ever seen. <laughs> like, she just takes it and pings into the top corner as if, was, as if like she was Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, me and Barry just broke out laughing. I don't think anyone else in the arena yeah. actually watched football, but it was it was just funny. And then they were saying she did track and field, and she was the best at that. And then she, did, I'd say, I'd say, um, her school were like brilliant. You know, I mean, whatever she did, she she won it for the school. Yeah, and she started doing the boxing, and come two thousand and seven, in the world championships, she was. She was sent over to Chicago to like speak to the Olympic Committee to try and get boxing made an Olympic sport for women. And she went and she did it. And her entire career, she was sort of like spoken down to by like sort of TV show, yeah. show hosts saying that, oh, you know, women boxing, it can only go so far. And you know what I mean? Oh, sure. Why, why is a girl would you want to be punched in the face? You know what I mean? And like it, it was so condescending all the time. It was, yeah. And, like, that still exists in, like, 2018, doesn't it? They'd be like, oh, why would you do that? Or, you know, and May is like, oh, why would you want to get, like, hurt? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's a sport. Like, you compete to be the best. And she is the best. Yeah. We, we were trying to describe what her rise was like. And we were saying, is it, like, who's better, Ronda Rousey's, Conor McGregor's? You know what I mean? And we're just like, she has her own rise. It's It's different. She like stood for something. She like stood like she stood for women's boxing, and she like wanted to grow the sport herself. And like she did, and she's she's run the muck at the moment as well. Like she's what seven or eight, eight now in yeah. professional, two belts. I mean, this is just like I was like, if I ever have kids, or if I do have kids, whatever. If I have a girl, like that is just like the most ideal person they can look up to. Like she's so like humble outside. She doesn't like call anyone out as everyone seen the other night she was fighting in um, Boston's TD Garden and Conor McGregor came in after and was like Katie you're an absolute like inspiration to the whole country and she's like so like she's like saying thank you like she's like so like humble and he's like anything you need I can help you with and it was just uh, that's what like even then seeing the film there today you're just like 
this person, she is like something so special in this country. And I feel like she's not even appreciated enough. And I don't think she even realizes how much like of a star Aaron they're lucky to have her. You know what I mean? Like I said to Ross earlier, like she's now being represented by Eddie Hearn with matchroom boxing. And he must be like licking his lips, being like, This is I'm after getting like it's almost like the Ron, when Dan White got a hold of Ronda Rousey, it's like, yeah. he's like, I have like the boxing equivalent to that. Yeah. I mean, like, she's superstar power, a whole country behind her, which is a massive big deal, especially a country like Ireland. I mean, like, we really do get behind our own. And especially, like, she's like Ireland's sweetheart. She is. Not one person says one bad thing about her. And after watching that film, I'm just like, oh my God, she's actually, like, even better than I thought she was. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. know she, like, had to make sure she went the other way to make sure women's boxing ended up in the Olympics and stuff like that. I never knew that was a real thing. Mm. Um, and like, like you, you almost want more for her, don't you? You almost like, yeah. she deserves more than she has. As in, she already deserves the million in the bank. Yeah. The few million in the bank. Yeah. I'm almost like, how did she not have the few million in the bank? I'm like, where are the major sponsors? Like, seeing her like crushed onto a plane next to her coach, sitting yeah. on each other's lap. I'm like, where's Aaron Lingus with the, with the flight sponsorship? You know what I mean? Like, how are we not looking after someone who reps in our country so well? I don't know. I actually don't. It's she's like the most ideal person you want, like your daughter to be, or your mother to be, or your granny to be, yeah, or even, not. or even, or even like your son to be. Like that, the, yeah. the way like she's still going now. Now the thing is like she's like what thirty, thirty one now, and she's like she's like she sort of dedicated her whole life to boxing that she sort of like it doesn't it doesn't really bother me if I don't ever have kids. That's sort of the way she sort of said that. But it was sort of like. She's dedicated her whole life to this, and it's sort of like she deserves nothing but the best. And and you see so many people out there doing the right things, doing the wrong things. But like she is one person who's just so straight and narrow. She there's never been like her doing drugs or her like crashing into pregnant women or you know I me mean? that sort of stuff or robbing people. It's uh, it's actually like she's actually Arnold is so lucky to have her as a person. To represent them, winning gold in the Olympics, man. You know what I mean? It's not every day an Irish person wins wins anything in the Olympics or anything. Yeah, she's absolute phenom. Yeah, and she was the first woman in history to headline a boxing event in Sky Sports as well. You know what I mean? She's there's no messing with her. You know what I mean? The Sky's the living with her at all times. And this is why I love covering like mixed martial arts and boxing and like seeing someone like that who's just the definition of someone who should be put on these pedestals and appreciated and. And like I'm actually so disappointed now she wasn't at that Q and A that mm. there after to be like I'd love to just give her a hug or something man she's just so well, like you, well, she's we were amazing. at the Q and A people were asking questions and she was compared to like Mary Robinson Mary McAleese like you know I mean she was compared to the presidents of Ireland yeah. you know what I mean like that's how people like view her as in she's as good as anyone you know what I mean she's yeah one focal point of the country uh, another big aspect of the documentary was actually religion which I was quite interested I wasn't aware Katie Taylor was like that religious and uh, like her mom comes in and sort of like takes recites passages from the bible yeah. uh, pre-fight what did you make of that? I didn't know I, I don't know that, that many people are that religious that would go to mass every Sunday or I'm, sh- I'm, I'm like like this may sound a bit weird or bad or whatever but like don't you obviously when someone's like going to do an exam or someone like might be very sick and you you're sort of well, like your you, granny lights coming for you yeah and you sort of pray to God and you're like your look god if i'm gonna call him one favor make sure he pulls through or she yeah. pulls through that sort of thing but like she was so like she's like a servant to god is what it came across to me yeah and like the 
the prayers that her mum was saying were like, no, I don't want to say babble. They were a bit bizarre. As in, like, she was like, "Please give Heidi the extra power in her hands to box the head off your own." Not quite that, but like, they weren't far. As you know, what I mean, like, and like, give her the guidance to avoid all the punches tonight. You know, what I mean, and I was like, Jesus, like that's like very. It was intense. The prayer sessions, was, weren't they? Was, and yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, wow, well, I was. And you know what? It makes a lot of sense. Like you look at someone like like John Jones uh, is actually quite religious. You know what I mean? He says a lot of you know prayers and first thing he does is he thanks God. So yeah. is uh, Khabib's very religious. Now I know it's a different religion, but he's very religious. And maybe if that religion is such a focal point in you growing up and you're brought up that way, it adds a lot of structure to your life. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I could see that like. Uh, especially with something like a baby does Ramadan and like you, it's such discipline brought into your life from an early uh, age if 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 you like really strictly adhere to the religion you're part of there's probably very strict religious ideals and maybe that sort of is one of the reasons why Katie was so dedicated to what she did that, that that's exactly yeah she's like a nun yeah but yeah like literally I, like, I, I didn't actually think think like that boy yeah like yeah. like I've never once Heard of her dating novella. Um but look, she's a national treasure, isn't she? Yeah, I'm sort of like there there should be like a statue made of her or something. I don't even I don't even know. Like she is just I don't know, if she was like a politician. Lose. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you see, this is the weird thing, like the way like we obviously cover like Mikey Conlon fighting, we obviously cover cover Katie Taylor fighting, we obviously cover Conor McGregor and I don't know, maybe it's because Aaron's so small, you sort and the more we support them off our own page and like wish them well and if they get the messages or not you feel more invested and and then like when Connor wins you always, you always you also feel like it's like maybe not your brother but maybe your cousin or mm. someone you're related to is winning in some sort of way but like when Katie's sort of fighting you're sort of like you think of her as like your sister or something you know what I mean it's really really I don't know if anyone else thinks like that it's just uh, I also, don't know also I think I'm so invested I'm so invested into her and like certain people that I'm, I, I wish them so much wellness and even the Irish football like I like I, I, like I love that team so much and if they don't perform and it looks like they're not trying then I get like annoyed and, and like the, the way the Irish rugby I've like fallen more in love with them over the last few years just the way you see what work they're putting in and how hard they're training and it's just I don't know it's just great ever since we do the show you're you're more invested so it's mm. almost like betting on them to win so when they win you're like you feel like you've won loads of money is that sort of way you know no uh, I have to agree it's absolutely incredible and there is there is that something about her that every time we put a post out and it's a picture of Kate Taylor it does a lot better than other posts obviously the McGregor ones do very well but like than a standard post it does like statistically better yeah. it's a much better post and it's one of those things where you never really hear the days leading up to the fight. People talking about the Katie Taylor fight. But on the day, everyone sort of finds out it's on and then tunes in and watches it. You know what I mean? She is just a very special person in Irish culture. Yeah, man. She's amazing. She actually is amazing. Just a, like the thing is, like even the way when we talk about MMA and stuff, like we love watching the hard work, the, the, the passion, the dedication, the blood, sweat and tears. And then if they win, you're like, oh, well done, well done. And then like, just seeing her doing that and being so like committed to it, and then going off to Connecticut by herself and learning how to cook chicken, learning literally, and like you're just like, like thirty, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're just like this. She's amazing, man. She's actually amazing, yeah. and like I'd love to see more athletes like that, men and women, like and like 
it's just a, such a side you've never seen to Katie Taylor because there's never really like documentaries out about her but now there is but like I'd just love to see more athletes like that and like uh, how dedicated they are because like she's after setting such a standard that like I'm sort of like I don't know if any athlete could ever match it really like yeah um, I think I think the the final thing that we have to discuss is it was asked if the, the director thought Kate Taylor would come back and fight in Ireland yeah and he sort of basically said not anytime soon um, obviously there was a shooting at a boxing way in two years ago at the stage now yeah and then also her father was shot there a while ago so obviously from a security standpoint they're actually slightly fearful of her having a fight in Ireland just due to that like very 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 like 0.2% of 100 minute amount of people who like have an interest in the boxing game in Ireland yeah which sort of ruins it for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, because I'd love no more for it to come yeah, and fight that's the three arena. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Because the place would erupt for her as well. And I feel like she deserves it as well. And she like, does. And the only reason it's not happening is for something completely out of her control. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't look like she's going to fight in Ireland sometime soon, but I'm sure she will eventually. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure things will die down and she'll, she'll eventually have her, her home coming. So, we will look forward to that. So, Barry, out of ten... What's right the film? I thought it was amazing, man. I thought it was amazing. Just just even find out more what type of person she is and like it's just uh it's mind boggling because like obviously boxing is like a like a sport and it's very, very mm. like you're it's just you going into that ring and yeah having to perform and like as you, that you saw after the Olympics in London that like she had the whole country supporting her like all behind backing her and and then she won. And it was just like I don't think she'll ever understand how much people actually do like want her to do mm. well and stuff you know what I mean I don't think anyone could understand that but it's just uh, it's such a just an amazing film you have to go watch it you have to because you're the thing is like you're going to like fall in love with her more because it's just she's just such an unbelievable character you know what I mean and she's like the way uh, just I can't even reiterate the way after she won there on the weekend and then when Conor McGregor was like you're an absolute Irish treasure and she's like thank you th-, like so humbly saying thank you I'm like you should like she should almost be doing the Billy Strut the way McGregor does. Like yeah. she's that good. It's just the total opposite of uh, a mentality that you think she would have. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Out of ten, I give it a ten, man. I, like I'm definitely gonna watch it again. Jesus, ten out of ten. Big, yeah. big score, big score. Yeah, but the thing is, like, she ends up winning, and like as well, like if she yeah, lost, it's, got, it's got a fairy tale end. Yeah, you know, it is. It's got it's got the ups and the downs, yeah. and then the ups again. Yeah. Finish on the high. Uh, I give it a, a nine out of ten. The, the only thing I would like to actually see more is I'd actually like to see Kate Hayer actually talking it that bit more. Yeah. It's the only thing that I thought maybe I'd like to almost like talk or to talk us through a fight if you know what I mean while it was happening. I would like to like know what she was thinking as the fight went on. I think that's the only thing that I was like looking for that we didn't get from it. But like obviously it was an absolutely incredible film. It was an inspiring film and I don't think there's enough superlatives I can say about Katie Taylor. Yeah. I'm still I'm, see that's the thing like this is so fresh that we're, like we're coming up with like what actually happened whereas like if we had waited a couple of days then we probably could explain it more but we didn't want to wait a week to talk about it because like yeah also at the end the director asked like will people help promote the film and let people know that it's coming out so here we are yeah. doing our bit for the cause for Katie yeah Jeez, I hope she gets a good cut out of this film <laughs> yeah it was just great to see the background of it yeah uh, you're right I would have liked to see in like 
like for her to talk more about how she feels going into a fight. It mm. was it was more like they were saying she was going into these fights and stuff, you know. Also, one of the best characters in the film was actually like Eddie Hearn's dad. He's actually not in it that much, but like he's just a funny man, isn't he? He's a funny character, funny character. But uh, Katie goes marching on, man. Yeah. Didn't she? Yeah, can't wait to see her uh, come out again. Uh, obviously, she beat Cindy Serrano. Yeah, and apparently Cindy Serrano's sister, who's also a professional fighter. Wants to fight, come out of retirement as far as I'm aware, yeah. and fight Kate Taylor next. So, like, I'd be very interested in that because that would add a bit of like grudginess to the fight. That could like catapult Kate Taylor into another big fight. I I think like if she's gonna fight again, she should probably co-headline or like be the co-main event in the Joshua fight. Yeah, that'd be great. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, where do you think Katie's gonna go now with the rest of her career? Because she's what thirty-one now. I'd say roughly thirty-one. I think she's on more like. Just really, turned 31. Really, see, I'd like to see her fight for the next three years. I maybe fight three times a year for the next three years. Get to 34 and then sort of call it quits. I don't want to see her fight too long and then start losing and, like, have a bad end to her career. Yeah. I don't think she deserves that. Um, she's potentially the greatest female boxer of all time. Yeah, she's definitely, like, she has to be in there with a shout. Where, where do you think she'd go after her career? Like, uh, like obviously, boxing isn't, Covered that much in Ireland. I I'd like to see her maybe coach the national amateur Irish boxing team. So that's a great show. That's like a great like show. I, I don't really see her looking to be in the massive medal limelight, mm-hmm. but staying involved in the boxing world. Uh, hopefully she gets a decent salary from it, and if anything, it will draw more attention to the amateur boxing scene in Ireland. Yeah. No. Yeah. Great show, man. Great show. Because I thought like with the next Olympics on in twenty twenty in Tokyo, I would have thought like she'd do a load of punditry for that. Mm. And um, but you can come in and do that as well, yeah. For for the Olympic Games, the World Championships, yeah. But th- yeah, I feel like that would have transitioned her nicely mm. into because you could just you can uh, you can see that she wants to pass the torch on as well, and for like and promote boxing, women's boxing as well, like or even men's boxing as well. Yeah, sure. She boxed a few lads around as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, Katie, an absolute legend. Um, also over the weekend, Mikey Collin won as well. He won Las Vegas as well, and he still remains undefeated. And he has next kind of fight on the Carl Frampton card in Manchester. And also, so, yeah. And, that'd be good. Yeah, true, yeah. And then also Jay Quigley won as well on Thursday night. He was fighting in Vegas as well, so. Who, who's the other Irish boxer who lost on the Frampton card last time? Paddy, Paddy Barnes. He's fighting on the Frampton card as well. He's on that as well, is he? Yeah. Yeah, so like. Sorry, Paddy. Didn't mean to forget your name. Yeah. Is there, is there anything to say about the boxing? Uh, no, I, I, I think that's sort of all in the world of boxing covered. Yeah. Um, oh, Tyson Fury is going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. That will be loose. Yeah, that's going to be on Thursday. But like that, that film was so good. Kenny is just a legend, man. I'm yeah. Just like, it can't get much better than that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Katie Nuthugger is like, it's like <laughs> she's such a legend, though. Anyway, but uh, okay, we'll move into mixed martial arts now. Um, as we were talking about last week, and it got a bit, we got a bit heated, to say the least. Uh, discussing Joe Brody, how he said that. MMA, MMA should be banned and made illegal in Ireland and across the globe really you were saying but um, we went to, we discussed it last week and yeah it touched home a bit because as you know we do an MMA show and a boxing show and him sort of saying that was really like running down what we do and what everyone else does to even create the content for ourselves um, now it, it was so talked about that he was actually he went on and did another ride up on Sunday as well for the Independent and uh, he went even more into detail about how 
John Kavanagh is promoting the wrong stuff. Conor McGregor is promoting the wrong stuff. Dylan Danis is promoting the wrong stuff, even though he's not Irish and doesn't even live in Ireland. Um, Ross, when is this sort of conversation going to like either die down or just stop or... What what what's what's going on here? Like, what's going to be the outcome here? You know, this is an argument that MMA fans cannot win, and I don't mean that anything Joe Brody says is right or wrong. It's just that arguing against someone of Joe Brody's stature, you're more than likely not going to win. He is an attorney at law, so like when you're arguing against an attorney and you're not an attorney, you're more than likely going to lose the argument each time. Also, MMA fans are the biggest biters in the world. You only have to put an article out there and you'll have 100,000 MMA fans who are going to call you every name under the sun just to, like, feel that they've won. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously him being an attorney, he's been called everything under the sun already. So, like, that doesn't phase him. Yeah, but the, so thing, like, is, yeah, but the thing is, sorry for interrupting, but, like, if people are passionate about something and you go out and just piss all over it, like, oh, you're, I, you're I, going to be like, here, I, who are you, man? You know what I mean? Oh, no, I understand. And... I actually went back and read the art, the original article. I read the new article, and his claims are so outlandish that I'd almost rather not respond to him at all. Yeah, you know you. what I mean. It's it's just so like he was talking about you know having prostitutes come up on stage and have sex with the winners of the bouts. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. sitting there going, "What is he talking about?" It's sort of like he wanted this reaction and he got yeah. what he wanted. Oh, he got what he wanted. Like he, he got just, there was enough boiders at the end of his fishing rod. You yeah. know what I mean? He he threw a piece of meat into a load of piranhas, basically. Yeah. And John Kavanagh politely offered him for a coffee, and then, you know, he, you know, took snippets from John Kavanagh's tw- tweets of that. But like, I think using someone's Twitter, you know, hundred and forty characters against them sometimes is a bit petty. You know what I mean? Especially when you can be an off the cuff comment back at someone else. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you can take it out of context and throw it back in someone's face. On this occasion, like I feel like I'm gonna take somewhat the high road against Joe Brody. I'm not gonna argue each nitty gritty point that he makes because you know what, once or twice he probably does have some minute valid points in there. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not gonna say everything he said is complete and utter wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Conor McGregor threw Dolly at the bus and sold the fight, and UFC used the bus footage to sell the fight. And like, you know what? Morally, is that correct? Probably not. But then again, the fight came, not everything is morally correct. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, that's his opinion. But his opinion is uneducated. He has not ever trained in jiu-jitsu. He has not ever trained in boxing. He has not ever trained in wrestling. Or in wrestling. He doesn't know the time and effort that these athletes put in to perfect their craft before they go out and they use those disciplines to try and win a competition. And it is a competition. I don't see Joe Brawley standing there going, boxing should be banned. Yeah, I know, yeah. And if you, if you actually want to really look at it, there's a fella called Tim Haig, and he was a mixed martial artist at heavyweight. And he actually went to do the boxing contest and actually died after a boxing contest from brain trauma, not from mixed martial arts. You know what I mean? It's... The people know, who get into the octagon or into the cage, they know the health risks when they get in there and yeah. they chose to do it. They exactly, choose yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? It's completely up to themselves. And who is he to absolutely run down someone's 
life's work and achievements. And they're also fully qualified to get in there as well. They're not yeah. just some randomer who was yeah. who, who was played professional tennis and walked in, you know? Yeah, they don't go... They don't have Derek Lewis stand in the octagon and they go to the crowd, right, who wants some? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're sanctioned events. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're sanctioned bouts. And I don't really overly call them fights because some people aren't actually necessarily fighters. You look at Damian Maya. He comes out and says he doesn't really overly like punching someone in the face. He just wants to get in a good enough position now he can submit you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are fighters. Nate Diaz, for example. He's a fighter. You know what I mean? He's there for a scrap. Joe Brawley just wants to get as many clicks as he can. He wants the name to go out there as yeah. much as he can. He wants as many <laughs> followers as he can. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's, I mean? he's, he's sitting home <coughs> licking his lips. Can't wait for another article. Like, yeah. like realistically, like, when it first came out, I, 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 it just annoyed me so much because it was just such a stereotypical thing of someone to say to run down something that they do not know. And then, obviously, as, you, as you, the week sort of goes on by, and then you realise he comes out with another article, you're like, you know what? To give him what he doesn't want is just give him no... Just don't answer mm. it. Don't write to him. Give him nothing. And then he'll mm. he will stop. He'll actually mm. stop. There was, But there was a thing is... I said to Ross earlier, I go, how can this sort of... How can this stop? Because, mm. like, if he keeps getting these bombardments of Twitter mentions and all... Like, he's obviously walking around work being like, got another thousand mentions on Twitter yesterday. You know what I mean? Thinking he's the, the dog's bollocks. But the thing is, I go to Ross, how can this eventually stop? And it would be like... Maybe an on a, a TV debate where like John Kavanaugh goes up and discusses it with him, but like, what would that lead to? That would just lead to Joe Brody getting more of what he wants. Mm. For instance, this there's this show after coming up called Winter Warrior. It's on season four. We're actually friends with one of the guys who's gone on it this season, and I was saying that would be a perfect show to be shown on RTE or Air Sport or whatever Virgin T- channel. What's it called Virgin One? Yeah, that would be perfect because the people that go on the show are like people with like. Uh, like people who would be out of shape or they would have mental health problems or they would want to make themselves feel better about themselves so it mm. would have been good to see these people who are just looking to train and become better in life and stuff and it would be great to follow these people but like unfortunately it's on season 4 now and it hasn't been aired on TV but um, it would be great for him to see that sort of stuff going on and then to understand these people are just trying to become better people and it's not just absolute animals that go into a cage like this is just like only the the creme de la creme get the opportunity to go into the cage do you know what I mean and they're the people that are like willing to put it on the line for their families because maybe they weren't good, good enough to become professional tennis players or bowling players they, like these are just created to be amazing athletes like look at John Jones for instance but yeah. um yeah. It's actually quite interesting that if Conor McGregor actually never became as good as he actually is at the sport, Joe Barry probably never would have wrote the article in the first place. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that we actually have a two-way world champion who came from this small emerald, emerald oil, now we have to slate our own. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I'd almost call it embarrassing, especially considering you know he's massive into the GAA, Joe Barley is, and there was like riots in the ga there two weeks ago, and there wasn't, there was no gas to be banned. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just don't overly like giving the time of day because I've no really interest in what he has to say. He just wants to say stuff to cause her cause controversy. He doesn't really care about it. No, he doesn't. Know. He, he like he can say he wants it to be banned, but he doesn't actually care either way. Yeah. Yeah. So if you follow, if you're listening now, unfollow Joe Brody. Yeah. Just don't give him the time of day. I actually followed him off my own just to see what he was going to be tweeting. But like, I never even look at Twitter as well. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, if. Just, just give him no attention. Just give yeah. him no attention. Also, we were watching the presidential debate there, Barry. Who do you think's gonna win? 
Um, <laughs> so just the, the hold politics. On, hold, on, hold on, I thought we were watching Dragons Den. Oh, sorry. Well, half <laughs> more are Dragons Den. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just looks like Michael D. Higgins is going to win, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I actually found it quite interesting to be honest. Uh, the president. I, I, I only like watching the debates because like they all have to sort of like slay each other on the slide without actually overly slating each other. Yeah. You don't look bad if you slay someone too bad. Uh, but yeah, Michael D. Higgins, your man, the presenter. Uh, Kept calling the dragons and they they were freaked over. Yeah. Or they they were like, yeah. we're running for president here. We're not dragons. And then and then they were bickering amongst each other and it was like, here guys, leave the reality TV over there. Yeah. We, have, we have presidential debate to run here. But Michael D Higgins, I think he's going to win presidency. Yeah. Um, if you're not from Ireland, there's a presidential debate going on. Yeah. Um, is there anything else to say about MMA? Before uh, we will we do all the UFC news before we do the Moncton card, or do you want to do the Moncton card and then do all the UFC news? No, UFC news first. All right, uh, John Annex signed the new four-year deal with the UFC. What do you think of that? Do you like John Annex on com- commentary? Yeah, I think he's grand, yeah. But, like, someone has to do, like, the Mike Goldberg role, yeah. and, like, I think he's better than your man Fitzgerald, who does sometimes the smaller shows, and he's better than the English fellas as well. He's definitely the best out of the ones who do that role. That's the thing, yeah. He's not, like, trying to get the airtime. He's, like... This show is sponsored by Core Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's also happy enough to do majority of the shows. He's not... He's yo- like He seems that bit younger that he's not like Joe Rogan. He's like, here, I'm only arsed doing the good ones now. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, fair play to John Anik. Um, other news, UFC 230. Another change to the card. Luke Rockhold is out against Chris Wyman. We have Jack Ray Souza versus Chris Wyman. Now, what to make of this matchup? Uh, I think it'd be a good fight I don't know I think it'd be good To see Chris Wyman Back in the octagon He's been out for ages Yeah Also I suppose Better for the New Yorker To keep the New Yorker That is Chris Wyman um, I probably do fancy Jack Ray over this But both have lost To Yoel Romero And both have lost To Luke Rockhold Previously So It'd be an interesting Matchup anyway Yeah see how it goes there uh, Oh and then also Branch is going to fight Jared Can- Cannonier instead um, Is Cannonier moving Out of weight class like he's fought a heavyweight before yeah this is like his middleweight debut yeah he's fought all the way he's gonna fight all the way classes very chill something very chill something um, also Ryan Bader opened up as a massive favourite against Fedor Milenko in the heavyweight Grand Prix does that surprise you like a very large favourite like he's 1-4 to four to win well that's what we we're both thinking we think he's gonna win that yeah although we just think it'd be cooler for the Bellator organisation yeah it, it yeah. would just be cool the mystique of Fedor is still mystique Mystical Yeah And Daniel Cormier said during the week If he loses Derek Lewis He can still defend his light heavyweight title What's the thing of that? Yeah that's fair Yeah it is fair Will that, will that change the UFC 232 main event? Do you know what, It could actually put him They could actually swap him in To fight John Jones maybe Yeah potentially so Or like They could just make that 232 main event An interim title And then they yeah. fight in like February The winner Yeah and then Cormier could be on the desk after and then bring him in after yeah. just, you see that's the thing with the fight game you never know what can happen next you know he might just smoke Lewis and then be like right Brock Lesnar's next and then you never know what Brock Lesnar you're going to get is he going to be clean is he going to be dirty yeah very Brock Lesnar you know uh, and then Brian Ortega also said that regardless whether him or well he said regardless whether Holloway shows up for 231 that sounds a bit harsh on Holloway. If Holloway gets injured for UFC 231, he'll still fight for the title. What do you think of that? Uh, well, the UFC's guaranteed him. It's just, uh, I hope Max Holloway has a decent cut this time to make yeah. 145 because uh, John, he was doing an interview there with Ortega and he sort of 
talking a bit strange. Like, yeah, he's, it's not like I, I know he sort of talks a bit slightly, like, a bit like Nate Diaz, but like he was sort of a bit more like that. So I, I actually don't know. Okay, I have to have a look at that interview before yeah. I make any exact opinions on it. But I'm just happy to be a title fight, and more, more hopefully, I'm happy that Max Holloway's health is okay. But that's more important. Yeah, I, way I, more important. Yeah, I care. Like, Max Holloway's a legend. Yeah, I care more about Max Holloway like being fine rather than yeah. the fight itself. You know. Yeah. So other than that, I think it's UFC Moncton. UFC Moncton is this Saturday. Uh, they need to like come up with a better place or a better name for this place than Moncton. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say, and it's going to be a terrible hashtag for the event, isn't it? It is. Um, there is actually not many great fights lined up, but uh, there could be a few interesting ones. Just going to start off here on the main card in light heavyweight division. Misha Sirkinov is taking on Patrick Cummins. Uh, Ross, what are you expecting here? Uh, I expect Sirkinov to win. I think he hits harder. Uh, good enough takedown defense. How he won't end up on his back for the whole time. And uh, I think Pat Cummins probably needs to retire. He gets like rocked very easily. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. UFC's favorite barista. <laughs> that's what he was before he before he. That's what he was when he fought Daniel Cormier. Was it? Yeah, that's actually hard to believe that he fought uh, Cormier in his UFC debut. That's a terrible debut, Dav, isn't it? Oh, shocking <laughs> debut! It's like come on in, fighting Ganu. <laughs> uh, it's like oh, I'm sick. Uh, then in the featherweight division, Michael Johnson's taking on Artem Lobov. Uh, Artem was originally meant to fight. It's a beat two gov. The fella who came and punched Conor McGregor. Yes, and now he's fighting Michael Johnson. Uh, so Artem's, Artem's fighting Michael Johnson. Um, the thing is, Michael Johnson's going to have an outrageous reach over him. The question is, will Artem be able to keep a flowy? John, you know Artem actually has to win this fight. He actually does, doesn't he? Yeah, he, I think his record now is like fourteen and fourteen. And I won. actually, I, I'm not, I'm not. This is going to sound ridiculous, right? Obviously, Michael Johnson is definitely the better fighter. Like, he's definitely been yeah. in much better competition. Yeah. I think Michael Johnson has about three minutes to get it done. Otherwise, he's going to, like, terribly gas, I'd say. I mean, if Artem can, like, survive the first round, I think he could actually win the fight. Because Johnson's coming in on short notice, and he's making that featherweight cut. And I don't think that featherweight cut actually suits him. I think he just wasn't good enough to beat the guys at lightweight. After Khabib, like, tied his hands behind the back and punched him in the face, he was like, all right, here, look, I can't do that again. What do you think Artem's best way of winning? Because, uh... I think this this is not easy. Out. Yeah, but it, it, I think Ireland's going to have to almost fight him the way Justin Gaethje fought him. Do you remember that? So like, the, turn it into a bit of a chaos and then, like, hopefully he lands the harder shot. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he has the card out, yeah. So what are you expecting? Oh, Michael Johnson first round knockout. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's where I'd be putting the money anyway. Joe, I'm going to just back Ireland because, like, if Ireland loses, he's going to have to go to Bellator or something. Like, he's going to be cut, I think. Yeah, I'd say so. He's, he's caused too much trouble to be, like... For the worth of him, yeah. This is this is swan. He has to win this one. The UFC are like, right, this is your last chance because, like, how many fighters, bar Mark Hunt, have a losing record in the UFC? No, or in the octagon in general. But uh, moving on to the, the main event, event of, of the, the evening. evening. You know what? Sometimes, but like, I feel there's cards that don't deserve the yeah. Bruce Buffer, and this is definitely one of them, isn't it? This is definitely one, but uh. This is a decent fight. In the light heavyweight division, Volkan Ozdemir is taking on Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith is moving up from middleweight to take on Volkan, who uh, in his last fight got destroyed by Daniel Cormier, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. Did Anthony Smith not fight his last fight at light heavyweight? He did. He beat Chogun, didn't he? Did he? I thought yeah. this was his debut. No, no, no. no. He, he definitely he beat Chogun at light heavyweight and Chogun was on rank quite highly. He came in on short notice. Yeah. I'm going to back Anthony Smith for this one. I think he's going to get the job done. Oh, I feel he's just been more active 
And um, after watching Volkan lose DC, I, I was just like, right, he's not that good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think Volkan was very tentative against Daniel Cormier. You know what I mean? True. He also has like a rage of power. I just think, I oh, know, I just like Smith a lot heavyweight. He looks very, very good. He looks like a natural light heavyweight. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. He looks is he looks like he's a bit faster than everyone light heavyweight. Do you know what? I'll agree with you because remember when Ngannou lost to Stipe and yeah. then his next fight against uh, Derek Lewis, he was so tentative to even go. Volcam yeah. Volcam <laughs> might be like, here. Do you know what? I don't want to get knocked out again. And Anthony Smith likes to get likes to brawl. Yeah. So yeah, so I'll go with Anthony Smith as well. Um, is there anyone else in the card you want people to keep an eye out for? Because that's a decent headliner, anyway. No, no, definitely. Um, ever one of everyone's uh, ultimate fire favorites, Court McGee's fighting on the card against Alex Garcia, who looks like Hector Lombard. Um, that should be actually a decent scrap. But uh, Calvin Catter is fighting on the undercard against Chris Fishgold. Chris Fishgold is a Cage Warriors featherweight champion so that actually should be an interesting scrap I think Chris Fishgold is like 17-1 and one. Uh, but I think Calvin Catter is going to get the job done there he looks very very good at featherweight he's one of Boston's own our mate John Valente is fighting as well in the light heavyweight division against oh, Ed yeah. Herman as well our mate, our mate. Yeah. He, he was nuts when we <laughs> met him he was he was just like a messer um, I'm just like not sold on either of those two but I've had to pick someone I picked John Valente just because Ed Herman's fought majority of his career at middleweight he's definitely going to be Undersized and like Valante, like train was probably did his whole training camp with Chris Williams. Yeah, exactly. So. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that wraps up UFC Moncton this weekend. But Do you reckon John Valante's freaks not on the Madison Square Garden card. Now that you think about it, no, remember last year he just went and got drunk and watched all the fights. He yeah, sort but of he like, prefers that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, you know, he knows he's never gonna win the title, so like he probably is, this is the best way for me to get money. I'd say that's the way he views his career as opposed to takes it 100% deadly serious yeah, and also he's made to Matt Serra Matt Serra is obviously going to keep Dana sweet as well Yeah. but uh, next weekend is UFC 230 and we're going to be covering all that along with all the top news MMA news everything and uh, yeah so this is just like this is almost a shrine to Katie Taylor but like honestly she's such a legend that deserves way. it yeah man she does deserve, deserve it she does deserve it um, if you have one piece of voice to Katie Taylor what would it be? I'd, I'd almost be like here have like a five year plan I know some people are like don't ever have a five year plan but just sort of be like what does she really want to do with the rest of her life once she retires at probably the age of 35 like does she want to have, eventually have a family or where? Do, what does she sort of want to start trying to do next that, that sort of way you know what I mean because like uh, yeah because like obviously women over a certain age mm. can't really have kids or it's less likely to have kids and it's sort of like does she want to turn around at 50 and not have any kids? Or if she doesn't, yeah. grand. If she does, maybe start like thinking about it sooner rather than later, you know? Because like, sometimes people will turn around and be like, oh, I wish I did this when I was younger. I yeah. wish I did that. Fair. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I don't well, know. Maybe she's listening right now and she'll be like, shut the fuck up, Baz. But, <laughs> I, but I mean, I don't know. It's just because like, she seems so like, mm. tunnel vision to become the greatest of all time that, See that's the problem About being a woman boxer You get pregnant Whereas like mm. men Don't get pregnant And they can just get everyone Like look at So many bo- Vander Holyfield had like 12 kids or something Yeah it's a lot The real deal Yeah uh, For me I would just be like Here look Know your worth Make sure you're fine financially set for when you do retire Because you yeah. deserve to be And then Employ someone to look after social media Because like I actually think you could do a lot better On social media Especially with the following she has and the loyalty the following she has. She has a huge following. Yeah. So yeah. like 
definitely do if better. She, yeah, if she was more active on that, that would be like so much bigger. Yeah. 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 Uh, hopefully, hopefully all the best happens to her because it's uh, she's an amazing human being. So guys, thanks a million for looking after the show. Katie Taylor, you absolute legend. The pride of Ireland. Yeah. Check out her film. I swear to God, you will not be disappointed. So guys, thanks a million for listening. Stay tuned. Give us the thumbs up, likes, shout outs, especially on the gram. They're our faves. And as always, stay energized. energized.